Welcome to Leading Lights. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more information and resources. Hello again. Welcome back. We're talking about faith, this world-changing force that sets Christians apart from everybody else. And in these talks, we're going to help you understand how you can be a man of faith, a woman of faith, a hero of faith, like the Bible talks about us. And we looked last in the last session about how faith is being able to sense or see something that our five senses can't see. It's not changing God's mind. It's not twisting God's arm. It's not creating something that wasn't there. It's simply seeing something that's already there, but in an invisible hidden realm. And the verse that we used is Hebrews 11 verse 1, which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want to talk today about this word hope because that verse says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. I don't know if you've thought about hope before, but hope, the psychologists and politicians and all sorts of people realize that hope is an incredibly important thing in human ability to function in life. They say that when you're in a difficult situation, people who have hope are able to endure and overcome, but people who have lost hope quickly give up and usually die. I've heard so many stories about the difference between hope and despair, especially when people are trapped in maybe stranded in the sea or in terrible situations. Hope is the thing that makes people succeed and overcome. And the Bible says that faith is the substance of hope. So if you want to think about it like this, hope is an idea or a picture in your mind or your heart. And then faith is the substance that takes hold of that hope and says, this is real for me. I'm going to act on it and it's going to change my life. But without hope, we can't have faith. Hope is very important. I think a lot of people try to have faith, but because they haven't understood hope, they haven't been able to have faith. So what is hope? Imagine you were stranded in a difficult situation. Perhaps you were lost at sea or maybe stuck out far away from a city and you were stranded. You didn't have any way to escape or to, to get back on your own. Hope is that thing where your mind and your heart start to imagine and think about something beyond what your physical eyes can see. You think about a person coming to rescue you. You think about the police coming to see you. You think about perhaps in the future, a car will go by and come and pick you up. Hope is the thing where you imagine a reality bigger than your present circumstances. And hope is so, so important. This word substance, where it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, is an interesting Greek word. It's translated confidence in a few other places in the Bible. And in Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says that Jesus is the express image of God's person. And that word person is the same word that we've translated substance in, in this Hebrews 11 verse 1. So Jesus was the express image of God's substance, God's reality. Jesus was the image that people could see with their physical eyes and God, the reality behind, Jesus was an exact representation of it, but God was the reality underneath it. So hope is an image, a picture that I get 
of a reality that maybe is the spiritual realm around me and faith is where I put it into substance. I make it real. It becomes part of me and I trust in it and I stand on it and I put my weight on it. And I said, yes, this is real for me. So let's look at hope and try and understand a little bit more about it. We've said that hope involves my imagination, where I start to see something bigger than myself. But where do I get the idea for this hope from? Well, the Bible says, says, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. As we read God's word, as we read the Bible, it stirs in us an imagination and a thought that actually there's more. There's something else that I can believe in and see and imagine. Psalm 130 in verse 5 says, My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. Romans 15 verse 4 says, All the things that are written in the Bible were written for our learning, that through them, through patience and the comfort of the Scriptures, we might have hope. The other important thing that we need to understand is that hope is based. The basis, the main foundation of hope is in the resurrection of Jesus. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten us again, in other words, made us born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What does this mean? It means that Jesus rising from the dead is the ultimate source of hope. Why do I say that? Because Jesus was dead for three days in a cold stone tomb with a heavy rock rolled against the door. There was no way that he could escape. There was no way that he could come alive again. The physical circumstances, the the reality based on our five senses said he is dead and there is no more hope. And yet the power of God came into him. He rose again. He came alive again. He overcame all the the world could throw at him. He rolled away the stone and he lives today. The fact that Jesus is alive and that he rose again means that there's no circumstance. There's no terrible reality around me that is so bad that Jesus can't overcome it. So the resurrection of Jesus is the main reason for our hope. I'd like to talk about Abraham because he is an amazing picture of hope. Romans 4 verse 18, talking about Abraham, says, Contrary to hope, he hoped and believed. In hope he believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. What is this speaking about? Well, let's read the story in Genesis 15 and verse 1. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. So Abraham was saying, I don't have a descendant. You've promised me that I'm going to have children, but I'm old now. He was a hundred years old. He had no chance of having children. And God said, I am your reward. I'm with you. So Abraham goes on in verse three, he says, look, you've given me no offspring. And in verse 4, it says, Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir. In other words, your servant will not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. So a word came to Abraham, a reality bigger than his own 
understanding came to him and he started to imagine. And in verse 5, it says, God brought him outside. So Abraham was sitting in his tent with just the four walls of his tent all around him in despair, just looking at his circumstances and what was going on. And, and God said, come outside and look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Can you imagine the scene? Abraham is wrapped up in his own world and his own reality. God says, come outside, lift up your head, lift up your eyes, look at something else, look at the stars, start to try and count them. And you can imagine Abraham getting to a hundred or something and saying, there's just too many. And God says, that's how many children you will have. God spoke and Abraham started to imagine a reality of lots of children, numerous thousands, millions of children. And it's hope sprung up within him. And then the next verse says, and he believed in the Lord and God accounted it to him for righteousness. So we see that hope is this imagination that comes and then faith takes hold of that and makes it something firm and secure. It's built on God's word. It comes from God's word. And then we take it and we move ahead with it. Just one thing I want to say before I end off talking about hope is that we can use our imagination to, to build hope and to learn of God's reality around us, but we can also use it to believe what the devil says. And the opposite of faith is fear, which is simply believing the negative things that the devil says about our future. So in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 2, Elijah the great prophet has just had a great victory for the Lord. Fire has come down on Mount Carmel. He's seen the power of God overcome the idol worshippers and all the priests of Baal. And they were all killed. And he's won this great victory. An incredibly strong, mighty man of God. And in verse 2 of 1 Kings 19, it says, Then Jezebel, who was the queen, sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Now, I would have expected Elijah to say, well, I can call down fire from heaven. I can, I can win. But the next verse, verse 3 says, And when Elijah saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba and left his servant there. And verse 4 says, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. The reason this happened, the verse 3 says, When Elijah saw that, hope disappeared, despair came in. What happened? What did he see? The messenger came and described that Jezebel was going to kill him. And Elijah, in his imagination, imagined the negative thing. He imagined what was going to happen to him. Friend, God has got great things for you. There's a, a spiritual realm of power and peace available, which hope brings us into. But the devil is always speaking negative as well. He's saying, you're going to get sick. Things are going to go bad. You're going to have a hard time. And when we imagine those, when we see them in our mind's eye and we allow them to take root, fear takes hold and we go into a downward spiral that takes us away from faith. People of God who have hope are continually optimistic. I don't know if you've ever heard the little illustration about a glass of water that is half full. It says that pessimistic people 
say that glass is half empty. That's what the devil wants you to think. Optimistic people say that glass is half full. That's what hopeful people say. But faith-filled people say, my cup runs over. They don't just look at what their eyes see. They look at what God says about the reality and they say, I have more than enough. We have to go from fear to hope to faith. And I pray that you will find that route and you will change your life from today. Instead of being a negative person who finds a problem in every solution, you will be a person full of faith who overcomes the world. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.